0: Good morning! It is Friday, February the 17th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your Wake Up Call. Let's enter in today, as is our custom.
1: It's not a rut.
0: It is a groove. it is a well-worn path. It's our prayer of
1: consecration.
0: Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a holy and living sacrifice to you. Jesus,
1: we belong to you. Praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the
0: Holy Spirit. Amen. Our scripture text, and we're going to hold this text for a few days here. We are now on the top of Transfiguration Mountain, and we'll carry this through for today, tomorrow, Monday, and uh, as we head into the wilderness. Our text is Luke chapter 9, verses 28 to 33. Hear the word of the Lord. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy. But when they became fully awake, They saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying.
1: the word of the Lord.
0: Now consider this. I'm going to give you an update on the Asbury outpouring. I've been in Wilmore, Kentucky all week and unsure of when I will leave. The team from Seedbed has been on site supporting the university leadership, standing in the gaps, serving, praying, ministering, being present in the war room as shepherds and stewards. Thank you for praying for us, and thank you for sowing with us for these past 10 years. So many hands have been and continue to be to the plow in this work from so many places and churches and different ministries and for decades. People want to know, is this real? It's a complex question, and many point out this will not be settled until well into the future. I can only bear witness to what I have seen and heard and touched and personally experienced. I can say unequivocally that what is happening is as real as real gets. What it will become is only known to Jesus, but what is unfolding right here and right now is real. Here is the most compelling evidence of the uncontrived, unforced, unplanned, and unexpected authenticity for me. You'll have to go to the email or possibly our online um, wake-up call post to see this photo. I can only describe it to you here. It's a picture of Hughes Auditorium, the chapel of Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. It's a picture that was taken from the balcony of the room after chapel had ended and everyone had left. It was an empty room. Just a handful of students stayed behind. A worship leader kept playing and leading worship. They were in a few small circles praying for one another. There was another student at the altar. It was an ordinary day. Then it began to happen. Students, for unknown reasons other than the beckoning of the Spirit, began to come back to the chapel. They asked their professors if they could return uncharacteristic to say the least, and as the hours began to pass, the room began to fill. And in the post today, there's a second photo that you'd have to go there to see. Nine days later, it looks like that photo, which is a room that is filled beyond capacity. Every seat, every square inch where people could possibly be allowed to sit, and all the way out the doors and into chapels, overflow spaces across the streets and across the little town, simulcast feeds going in, it hasn't stopped since then. Wednesday, February the 8th, 2023. It hasn't stopped 24-7. People are coming here from all over the country and the world. We've opened up these overflow buildings and they stay filled. Student groups from many campuses are here from across the country. And this is beginning to kindle and burn on multiple other campuses. We are very reticent to call it anything. It is clearly an outpouring and an encounter with the Lord of the church, Jesus Messiah. History can define it as it will. It is extraordinary and yet nothing new. Many of you have seen and experienced the kinds of things that are happening here. And yet, none of us really have been in this kind of concentrated, and sustaining move. I shouldn't say none of us, certainly many may have been. The hunger of people coming from everywhere is enormous. It is characterized by exuberant worship, like empowered by the Spirit, led by students, no production quality whatsoever, frequently out of tune and off key just raw and primitive and real. There are no screens or words being projected anywhere, seemingly no song lists. They sing until the Spirit seems to give another, th- another song. And what's remarkable about it is everybody in multiple generations seems to know all the songs. There's a lot of prayer being led all over the house. There are testimonies given throughout the day. Students line up to share what God is doing now. They give the, what they call the ABC rules of testimony. A, all about Jesus. B, be brief. 90 seconds. C, current not a testimony from years ago, current, and D, do do not preach the testimony. And it's astonishing to see people of all ages, and we're beginning to favor the young in the sharing of these testimonies coming forth, and, and just it's extraordinary the kinds of things that are happening right in the midst of it. It is the holy love of God, rising like a tide, rolling like waves. It's like hernhut. And that's a whole other story I've probably told, or if not, I'll tell it later. Jesus is the only celebrity here. David Thomas from the farm team at Seedbed in New Room has been providing strong shepherding leadership among a number of other leaders from the university. No one even remotely considers the names of anyone in leadership here. They're not unseasoned, just unknown, and they will to stay that way. Incredible humility characterizes this whole move. The leadership at the Asbury University has been an extraordinary servant to Jesus in this. Kevin Brown, the president, Is its chief champion. And while this has been enormously disruptive to the life of the school, and they're being super vigilant and careful, no one seems to care. There is a vigilance of love from the school for these students, though it has been challenging for them, as they have at times felt displaced by all the outside crowds coming. And yet they are so hospitable. The night before last, a student from Brazil was asked to share his testimony from the stage. Most of the testimonies are coming from the floor. He had recently graduated, and in his sharing, he mentioned how much Jesus had been moving in his life. He remarked how lost he felt as a new graduate, alone, no family. And now out from college, and he'd been unable to get a job. He spoke of how discouraged he had been, and then how this happened at his college campus, and how he had been drawn to return to the campus. And he shared of how Jesus was meeting him here. It was as a precious sharing, as riveting as it was unspectacular and humble. And then he led a prayer for Brazil in Portuguese, as heartfelt as I've ever heard a prayer, and yet I couldn't understand a word of it. And as he was stepping away to finish and leave the stage, someone from the balcony shouted his name and tossed something onto the stage. It was money. And suddenly, people began to run from the crowd. Toward the stage, all bringing money and putting it on the stage. Some tossed stacks of money into the air around the stage like confetti as it fell. I've never witnessed the kind of spontaneous generosity. It was a combustion of the fruit of the spirit instantaneously. It was overwhelming, and he could not, he could hardly stand. And it also happened the same way in multiple sites across town where the meeting was being simulcast. We have no idea of the amount of money, but it had to be a lot. And that really doesn't matter. I got the sense of Peter and James and John hauling in those boatloads of fish, tearing the nets, and almost sinking the boats. It's it was like the great catch when Jesus said. After after they said we fished all night and caught nothing, and Jesus said, "Throw your nets on the other side of, of the boat." It was beautiful. Students line up to share and bear witness to what Jesus is doing in their lives, and it keeps on happening. I'll share more of that tomorrow. This is a very significant event, and it will mark history. The beautiful thing is the simplicity of it, and the transferability. I joined a Zoom call yesterday with about 200 prayer leaders from across 40 countries in Europe, convened by our dear friend Pete Gregg in England. The faith and hunger was as palpable there as here in Wilmore. Europe, you see, is the only continent in the world in which the church is shrinking. They are so desperate for a Jesus awakening to stem the tide of the decline and to bring forth the kingdom of God and a renewed church. And I invited Pete to come, and he is on his way uh, from England to join us over the weekend. I'll tell you more about Pete another time. He's my hero. The greatest response you could make. Is not to come here, but to sow there, to meet up with whoever will join you and welcome this move of God to your heart, your home, your church, and your city. Begin to share your own heart, the reality of your own heart's longing for Jesus to move there. Begin to become honest about what is broken in you. What relationships need to be reconciled in your social networks, in your family, and begin to make moves toward that? That's another thing I'll share tomorrow about how, people are, how relationships are being reconciled. Friends, this is what we're sowing for. We are in awe to see these first fruits unfold. And this is only the beginning. Pray for us as we pray for you. I love you all.
1: For our prayer today, we just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen.
0: And the question, will you consecrate yourself today? Will you make your heart pliable and ready to receive what Jesus is bringing? For our hymn today, in one of these late night sessions, one of the students began to to lead the house in singing that old simple chorus, Sanctuary. We're going to sing it together again today. We'll, we'll sing it a couple of times.
2: Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy bright and true with thanksgiving I'll be a living Sanctuary for you, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy, bright and true with thanksgiving. I'll be a living sanctuary for you.
1: Well, that's a wrap today.
0: I want to encourage you to jump into our wake up call Facebook group. Um, because I'm, I'm sharing live stream updates, as I'm able there, uh, from Wilmore. And um, that's an, the easiest way to get to those. And, and other things were beginning to flow out on that uh, channel.
1: All right, gang.
0: Let's hit the field. For The Awakening. I'm J.D. Walt.
1: We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed.
0: Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.